told you about the time when them two gangster wannabes, Munn and Tander, come to WTFH and talked about doing a Dazzle Dudes record for their newly revived Picnic record label. The Picnic had had a long and, shall we say, colorful history starting back in the 1950s. They were a fly-by-night operation funded by some shadowy figures, the less said about whom, the better. But they'd actually had a few hits on the charts. Most of that was for the Beatles to come over and run everybody else off the hit parade for the next four years or so, but Picnic had managed to keep resurfacing with the odd hit record. When Gene Pitney first got big, they found a sound alike and named him Jan Putney and put out a tragedy song called Teenage Plane Crash. Rain came down Then the plane came down but she was never found in the teenage plane crash. They did a bunch of novelty records, too. When the Beatles came over, they tried to up minimize their impact with a single called What the Heck's a Beatle by the Surfing Sounds. What the heck's a Beatle? They still had some presence in the R&B and soul market. It was all just 7-inch 45 RPM singles, which didn't cost next to nothing to produce and could make a pile if they got the airplay. Now, Atlanta's TV phenomenon, the Superstation, was a new way to push records along with cheap cookware and folding pocket-sized fishing tackle, and Picnic Records jumped on it early. They'd mashed together compilation albums of music that they owned the copyrights to and probably a bunch that they didn't. Or they'd have some nameless group record the hits of the day and put out an album from a fictitious group with a name like the Rock Association that, to the less discerning public, seemed like a greatest hits record from your favorite bands. Their song choices were rather haphazard, to say the least, I remember seeing an album that had I Don't Know How to Love Him right next to Surfing Bird. Didn't matter, though, because they sold somehow. So Garton, Munn, and Ricky Tander came back down for another meeting to get the contract finalized. We wondered why we couldn't just do it over the phone, but Munn said it was because Tander's electro-larynx didn't sound good over the phone, and he always had to repeat himself, which made him mad. Seemed to me like him being mad was a pre-existing condition. This is Fletcher Lafayette, oh, station manager of WTFH in oh, Mixon, no. Georgia. Jesus. Accompanying me 
is on-air personality ah. William Dickerson Freaky Dink Finger Hut and Mr. Garton Munn and Richard Tender representing yeah, yeah, Picnic yeah, Records yeah. from Newark, New Jersey. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, what, what, what's the deal? Why you always got to record all that's, this stuff? That's, I mean, we've been true. down here, but we, you don't trust us. We got that's the contracts, the case, everything. You send them to the lawyers. We yes, told we you did. not to bother. You send them to the lawyers. We, uh, you know, we yes, got to come all did. the way back down here and sit in this room again that's, with yes, the fucking same Not only that, not only that, we're from, uh, we're from uh, Elizabeth, not Newark. Thank you very much for reminding me that I need to make a note that this is... Session two, session two with Mr. Munn and Mr. Tender. Okay. So, gentlemen, shall we proceed without further ado? Please, please. As may you've we... already mentioned, we have shown the contracts, given the contracts to the band members and to the oh, lawyers. Yeah. They've yeah. all looked over them. Everything yeah. seems to be in order with one notable uh -huh. exception, which the attorneys have seen fit to highlight that will be something that mm. cannot be included in this contract. Beyond uh -huh. that, I think, as you say in the record business, we uh -huh. are ready to roll. Well, let me tell you something, Felcher. We it's, are it's in Fletcher. no way uh, ready to roll. This thing that the attorneys have highlighted that you see to feel is, is so insignificant yes, is of uh, very, very serious importance to myself and Mr. Tanda. I the see. whole business with we get no songwriting credit on uh, any of the material. Not, no. Let me just ask you something, Fletcher. How do you it's, think it's that record labels, record companies make money? Hmm. By It's by putting out records that they also have bought ownership in the authorship of. Does, does that mean anything to you? Because I, I understand what you're saying. As you people say down here, that's the crust of the biscuit. Uh, That's how we make money. We need to have a percentage of the authorship of all of this material. Mm -hmm, I see. That's, all of the hit records that I, we've had in the past. I'm I mean, afraid. all of them. We're talking about She Makes Me Smile All Night, Teenage Plane Crash. Yes, yes. My Baby's Got Two Left Feet. Jen all Putney. of this stuff. All the stuff yes. that your radio station has played over and over again has been the top of the charts. We have songwriter credits on all of this material. It is a standard practice in the record business. Perhaps you just aren't aware of it. But that is a non-negotiable term. You've well, gone and X'd that part out of the contract. We cannot proceed with this album until that is restored. Well, Am the, I making myself clear? Uh, yes, that your point is very clear. But the band members feel very strongly that uh -huh. they wrote the material. They yeah, are yeah, the songwriters. Yeah, yeah. And the attorneys yeah, yeah, feel yeah, yeah, this yeah, way, yeah. too. It uh -huh. doesn't seem to make sense to any of them doesn't or us uh -huh. why you would have songwriters credit on a song that you had they, nothing to do are, are and, in fact, are weren't are even in the, the same thing? state when it was written. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The writing of the song, do you know how many songwriters there are in New York City? You ever heard of the Brill Building, pal? You ever heard of Ten Pan Alley? Songwriters, they're like trash collectors. They're everywhere. We kick a bucket, five songwriters come falling out of it. 
You know what I'm telling Simon you? That songwriting, it doesn't make it. We could pick, we could have gotten anybody to write these songs. These guys wrote the songs. Okay, fine. They can have part of the credit, but we got to have part of the credit because we need publishing rights. We need to be able to make that percentage to be able to fund this recording. We're, we're the ones spending all the money here. Is that clear to you? We're spending all. We come down from Elizabeth, New Jersey, to do this deal with you, with you people here, and then you want to insult us. I feel insulted. Mister Tander feels insulted. We Assholes. we don't know what to do here. This is not fair Son to us. Bitches. I've gotten songwriting credits on every fucking record I've ever made. You know why? Because I deserve it. I made a mid records in the first fucking place. I can hire as many fucking songwriters as I want to, and they'll give me 50% any fucking day. You ever heard of Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers? Well, that's my records. I made those records. I got co-authorship on all those records. I'm the one that put those records out there, heads. You ever heard a teenage plane crash? I got 50% of that fucking record. That's my record. These are gonna be my records. This is the way it works. Once again, I gotta come down here and sit in a hot, sticky room with a Neanderthal and a unibrow and a faggot with some sort of fucking bandana around his neck. I'm not doing that any fucking more. Put the songwriting credits back on there. We haven't got any fucking deal. Is that clear? Don't talk to me anymore. Don't say a fucking word. I'm tired of this bullshit. Fuck you. Yes, Mr. Tender, I have to say, I really don't appreciate all of the name calling. Fuck you. So after that contentious second meeting with Tander and Munn, it was up to me to go and see the dudes that night at their rehearsal and deliver the news. They were, as usual, hard at work on a brand new song. Another one that Tander and Munn also had not co-written, of course. And the dudes had a new guest, Sandy, who was Jimmy's new special friend. You'll remember her. She was the one that helped him get his leprechaun beard on straight and hopefully helped him get his attitude on straight, too. Chick, man. Yeah, she's, she's real, real cool, cool, man. I, I, I like, like her a lot, too. Just, just don't worry about it. I'll be cool, man. I, she's she's really cool. She's she's a fox. I was just kind of wondering what that was you were doing right as she left with her. Uh, that's called kissing. 
That's what I was doing, what it looked like. Well, it kind of looked like you were trying to poke her in the tonsils or something. Uh -huh, that's real funny, man. You know, thanks. I, I probably need a lesson from you about kissing. Well, as a matter of fact, you know, there's three different ways of kissing, you know, this chick once told me about. Uh, yeah, tell him, man. I think I know about yeah, things. Yeah, please, they're, they're, by yeah, all means. Like, you know, they're, they're like different foods. Like, one foods. is like... Prune, so uh -huh. your lips gonna go like that. Uh huh. And one is peaches, so mm -hmm. your lips are kind of whiter than when you do prune. Uh huh. Okay, so what's the third one? Well, what was I the, doing? You were doing one called banana, which is where your tongue comes poking out of your mouth all over the oh, place. that's real mm -hmm. funny, man. That's, that's real funny. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, she likes that Sandy does. Oh, really? Huh? Kind of didn't look like she was enjoying well, it. Well, she was enjoying it because she likes it, and I like it too. Well, actually, now that you mention it, man, that make kind of sense that you like it because Connie likes it a lot too. <laughs> you motherfucker! So after the dudes had finished that um rehearsal. I gave him the news about Tender and Munn insisting on those songwriting credits, and really the dudes didn't care. They were fine with it. They figured they'd written a whole bunch of songs already, and they could write a whole bunch more in the future. It really wasn't that big of a deal to them. So they agreed to give the team of Tender and Munn 30% of all the songwriting credits on the record, and they just gone. They really just wanted to make a record, didn't really care that much about the details at that point. So off they went, and Jesse, in his wisdom, decided that the next thing that needed to happen was that for group solidarity and creative purposes, they needed to expand their horizons together. Listen to episode six of Dazzle Dudes, which was written, recorded, and produced by Murray Attaway. Additional material for this episode was written by Layla Attaway, who also provided the voice of Sandy. All material copyright 2019. You can find Dazzle Dudes on Apple Podcasts, Android, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, DazzleDudes.com, anywhere that you find fine podcasts. Hell, some of you probably have it dripping out of your faucets at your house. Give us some reviews, some stars on some of them sites, and just remember, the more people you tell about it, hell, the more people you threaten to listen to it, the more cool people there'll be in the world. Keep on trucking. <laughs>